Hey, this is Vikas Kapil. Just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us on the Vikas Kapil podcast here on Spotify. Now, of course, some of these episodes are pulled from Twitch or other platforms we've been streaming on before. We're fairly new to Spotify, so you will expect a couple glitches, maybe a couple call-outs, things that were designed for Twitch. But now we're moving to more of an audio-based platform, which is Spotify. So again, I want to thank you for joining us and do enjoy the podcast. Experienced was was that well not not the scariest but one of the scariest moments but hey we're live i decided just to go live because why not i think i think Wait, I, we're already going yeah we're live that, that's the best part about podcasts is that you just kind of start when conversation is flowing it's the worst <laughs> when you're like when you're like three <laughs> two one and it starts and you're like hi we're live no we're live um episode <laughs> seven with riza cantarakis now, I'm going to wait a few moments, let people roll in here. I'm going to fire up the chat on the side here, too. Um, make sure we can see you guys loud and clear and get you guys on the roll, ready to go. And I'll shoot out a few messages. Boom. There we go. And make sure my Facebook is off because my Facebook is on. And then I get a million notifications. I'm like, whoops. Not the best yeah, way I to actually go. just realized my sound's still going too, so I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, mine was mine like was that. still going on. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Robert? What's going on, Bronson? I think or Patrick. I can barely see your name. It's like this weird <laughs> blue. I like had to like grab my face. It's like, what is that? What's going on, guys? Good to see you. So, episode seven, we've made it here, Riza. It's it's interesting seeing us both on this platform here because you and I have mm-hmm. actually been presenting for months together on another platform before and now we're here and it's just like this feels like work but just relax like it's it's not work it's just another conversation yeah it's like the more fun version of what we were doing (laughs) it's it's the more fun version and it's also a version where we actually get to kick back and relax like we don't have to really worry about anything it's like we can talk about anything for however long we want and that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. Now, for those of you who don't know who Riza is, now, Riza is a good friend of mine. Uh, we went through a couple programs together. We've worked together uh, for a little bit as well. But she is the founder of Keeping Clever. Now, if you don't know what Keeping Clever is, it's almost like this virtual, like to me, this is what Keeping Clever is to me, but it's like this virtual space where entrepreneurs can get together. People who want to learn, people who want to grow, people who want to expand for multiple reasons of their lives. It's a great little like hideout for you it's like the secret exclusive place it's, it's one of those places that's like you know it's gonna blow up but you're like yeah i was one of the originals that were there that's what it feels like for me um when you go there you learn so much about marketing about branding about like cool tips um one of the cool things i love about keeping clever when i was on there was i was starting to get ideas of what to do and when i hopped on there i saw one of the articles that reason post on keeping clever and it was actually what to do with your family during quarantine now i grabbed some of those ideas and remixed them a bit but used most of them and i gotta say now like quarantine is actually fun for me because of keeping clever so thank you very much for that risa um and she also has her own branding course as well if you haven't checked it out be sure to do so risa do you actually want to go ahead and drop your link for keeping clever and your coaching in the chat when you have a moment in twitch yeah sure that'd be awesome so yeah you guys can go and check that out um a lot of great content there and honestly there's so much you can learn and actually she's given me some coaching as well and already i've been implementing some stuff even to a point where i possibly might rebrand so we'll see what comes down the pipeline so riza welcome to the podcast great to have you here 
Thank you so much for having me. Having me. <laughs> okay, for everyone who's joining us, um, little disclaimer, sometimes I do stutter a lot, actually, more than a little bit. So look out for that. It's going to happen <laughs> more than once. You actually don't, though. It's funny. You're like, you're like I stuttered. I'm like, did you? You're like, no, I stuttered. I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm like, what? Dude, don't worry. Who cares if you stutter? I've had people burp on here. I've had people let one rip. I've had people mute their mics by accidentally. I've had people just stare into the camera. Like anything really flies here. It just kind of just it's sort of the Zen space. But I found it really interesting when as I got to know you, I got to see that you were this really, really determined individual. Now a lot of people are extremely determined in one thing, but for you it was a consistent drive in this one notion, and that's to make an impact. Now, many people are afraid to do that. I think that's actually like a thing that people don't want to do. They look for an impact they can join, but you're a bit different. You go out there and you make the impact. And a powerful quote I saw with you is it went around the lines of influencing your surroundings. Don't wait, but mm -hmm. influence your surroundings. Why is it so important for you to make an impact? Well... See, the way I see it is whenever you're making an impact, it's not always through business. It's not always through something like that. And honestly, like this is going to sound so, it could sound kind of silly, but like I was starting to see it growing up with my sister because there's only two of us. There's only just me and my sister, there's no other siblings. And we were both homeschooled our entire lives. So we were always together but we're extreme opposites so like while I might have a more powerful personality she's very much more the Cinderella like she's very kind like I could you could imagine her just like just talking outside and all of a sudden a bird decides to land on her shoulder you know she's like just like that mm -hmm. but wh whereas I might try to make an impact uh, to help other businesses with their brands, for instance, my sister, she likes to make an impact by helping our friends' lives be better, more wholesome, more, more happy. So whenever you make an impact, it's just how can you leave your mark on this person's life in the best possible way? To me, that's what an impact is. So it's like, very important to do this <laughs> I don't know it's just it's just one of those things that's like the longer I've gone on seeing stuff like this the more important it became mm -hmm. so most people would choose to kind of settle they'd be like okay like that's the impact that's why it's so important but most people just be like hey I want an easy kind of relaxing life and like I want to sit back and not do much but like what makes you not want to settle what makes you just want to keep that fire going because with you Nothing stops you. I could say it straight up. Nothing stops you. You're like, oh, I got to shoot this video. I don't care. I'll make it happen. Road trip. I'll shoot it while I'm doing my road trip. I'm going to get it done. But you get it done consistently. What's that drive? Um, for me, it's a competitive nature. <laughs> and a lot of the time, it's competition with myself. Okay. And so... <laughs> So that's the thing that like got me when you and I were, you know, hosting together on like that other platform, mm -hmm. you would always end off saying you're only in competition with yourself. And I was like, oh, buddy, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I always grew up thinking, okay, yesterday was not the best. I was able to get this, this and this done. 
but I'm not happy how long it took me. Mm -hmm. And so I'd be going into the next day thinking, okay, I need to be better than I was yesterday. How can I do that? And it's the only way I could do that, or I could think about doing that was being more efficient, like figuring out what can I do in a more efficient way. So I'm not wasting my own time. And that way it's like, I, I have this list of things to do. I'm efficient in getting them done. And then once I have it done, I could actually do these fun things. Like I have that in the, at the forefront of my mind, like all these fun things are coming. They are going to happen at the end of the day if I'm the one who makes it happen by getting all these other things done. Mm -hmm. So it's like goals of the day, get it done. So that way I could play video games. <laughs> so it's like video games are like the ultimate like goal for you, but you're just like, yeah, I gotta get all of this done first. This is like the main, the main focus. <laughs> hey, guilty. Like, honestly, that's, if that's your drive, great. Cause like some people think they're like, there's gotta be some like motivational story behind all of this. There's, there's some, big grand reason and for me i'm just like i told myself this morning if i get this done i'll get mcdonald's ice cream like there, there's still a child in go. my head where it's like <laughs> you can get a two dollar ice cream i'm like oh my god i'm getting all this done let's go like drive into it and you just complete all your tasks and you, you get those small little rewards but it makes life that much more enjoyable now oh and, yeah and you also made keeping clever like what was the reason behind that too Okay, I can't go into complete depth with that one That's fair. because a lot of what's going to happen with it, like a lot of the biggest picture reasons, it's coming. It's on its way, but it's going to be in a couple of years. So long story short, the best way I could put it is I created Keeping Clever because, you know, um, being this, you know, self-driven entrepreneur, having that kind of mindset I would always want to be in a very calm, cool, collected kind of environment. I wanted to be able to like find all these awesome resources. Sometimes it was just a little bit too hard to find, or I would find all these different resources just like completely scattered. And it just made it so difficult. Like if I wanted to learn, okay, but how do I make this kind of graphic? I would want a place where I could just find all of the resources. Like these are the best resources for free that you could use to make a graphic. And here's a quick basic guideline. Or say I wanted to learn something completely different. Like maybe I just wanted to learn or relearn a couple of things that I wasn't paying attention to in high school. Here's another list of resources. <laughs> like here's a couple of things so that way you can elevate your skills. Yeah. Even if you might not need it. <laughs> But it was just so hard to find all the time. And so I'm like spending tons of time on the internet just to find these kinds of things. And then I was thinking, there's no way I'm the only one. Mm -hmm. There's no way. This kind of mentality, this kind of frustration, there's probably at least one other person in the world who's feeling the same way. So how can I make an environment for people like me who are struggling with the same kind of thing. They just want to get smarter. They want to elevate everything that they already have and then build and grow some new skills too. How can I do this? What if I made an online website for this? Like a online resource center. 
why not? <laughs> so I just did. And I mean, like, it's not like it came naturally. So did you go out there and sort of collect all these resources, like, on your own? What was your process? Well, it's actually still going, which mm. is kind of interesting. So pretty much every single day, I'm always collecting resources. And right now, uh, if you go to the blog site and if you look at the website, it's actually changed probably five different times since it was launched in November. And that's because I had a set, I had a set amount of resources, but it wasn't clear enough. It wasn't efficient enough. And efficiency, that's probably like one of my biggest things. So right now, it's almost like it's at a standstill. Everything is pretty much waiting. And that's because as soon as May hits, everything comes out. There's going to be tons of you figure out the graphics. How can you figure out the high school stuff? And then there's also the courses. It's all coming out at the same time. Ah, okay. So like one big hit, just like all the contents, so you're all prepping it together. Okay, cool. Cool. So like that's that's the big drive behind it. Now I'm really curious. So like as you can see, like you're you're highly driven, you're motivated. Why is it that you think some people settle? while other people's go out there and crusade for more. Oh gosh. That is like one of the questions I've been asking myself for such a long time. <laughs> it's kind of sad to see whenever it happens, especially whenever it's like a friend or something. So I don't know, sometimes it's like it almost seems like they just don't they don't want to put in any amount of work, if that makes sense. What do you mean? It's almost like, um, I'm trying to say it in a way too, where it's like more generalized and less I don't want these people to like know that I'm talking about watch you. Watch the podcast and be like, why did, did you just out me? And they'll be like, you're like, ah. <laughs> I think I think I know what you're getting at and correct me if I'm wrong is it sort of a sense where it's like for example someone could totally go out they have a skill set let's say they're a photographer mm. well I'll use myself if I settled they're, they're a photographer they're good at what they do but they decided <clears throat> to sort of just mellow out and take a corporate job and then just kind of climb that ladder and just kind of chill because they don't want to put in the mm. extra effort. They don't want to put in the, face the failures. They don't want to face the, you know, the upsets that you have with entrepreneurship or building something of your own. And they ultimately are scared of their own success. Yeah, I think that could very easily be one of them. And then I also think there's the other side of the coin mm. that they're living in a kind of fear of the unknown, first off. So it's like, this is something that I personally ran into as well, where it's kind of like, okay, so what if I put all of my eggs in this basket? What if I like start moving in this direction? What if I start doing this particular thing, but then it flops? So they just don't do it because they don't want to deal with that kind of flop. And such a big fear too. It's, I'm not surprised, but it's just like, you have, okay. I think that it's me, just me. I'm thinking if, if the person who normally settles 
recognizes that they have all these different friends, family members, all these different people who genuinely care about them. And, you know, if they have that flop, they're going to be there to like be like, hey, it's okay, pat you on the back. You know what? Maybe this one just isn't for you. Or maybe this is like a really cool thing, but you just didn't get all the pieces for it yet. Mm-hmm. Try again. If they had a person like that in their life and they knew they had at least a person like that in their life, then it's like, okay, yeah, keep going. You got yeah, like this. Keep, keep pushing, like keep trying. Yeah. Instead of like pushing forward security. Yeah. Yeah. Security is like its own thing. No. Do you think security is actually a real thing though? No, because (laughs) the reason why I'm saying no is just because it's like, you could think that you're secure and then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, something happens in the world. Like for example, COVID happened, got to pivot, like big pivots, no matter where you are in the world, you got to make a pivot or it's not going to work out. 100%. It's funny as, as you drink your coffee or it's like Patrick saying like, oh, so it's just, they don't drink enough coffee to be inspired. (laughs) I mean, Which, you're not wrong. I, I, I mean, hey, that could be very true. Sometimes coffee and like tea comes comes in a huge like benefit like that. But yeah, it's really funny when you when you do sit back and you actually watch some people who aren't maybe so inspired or who are sort of settling. Because have you ever been in that situation before where you like went back and you actually said, you know what, I'm gonna aim for security rather than going for my passion, or have you always just been super passion driven? No, I was, I was actually living in fear, um, 2017. Mm. Yeah. So like, I was like, I almost hit that point. Like I was, I was this close. Okay. So, um, I've actually never been to school in my life. Never. I've never been to elementary school, high school, college, nothing like that. So once I hit my 20s and I didn't have like this full-time corporate kind of job, like a lot of my friends were starting to get, they're getting out of college, everyone just graduated. And I'm like the only one who's still not doing anything that big. I'm not making a huge like paycheck or anything like that, like they are, or even moving towards that big paycheck. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? maybe I should go to school. So I was, I was actually starting to study it. Like I was getting ready to take um, a couple of entrance tests and I like, oh my God, no idea what I want to do. I have interests in like this, 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 and this. They're so completely different. How do I know which, which field I'd be happiest in? And so I was starting to think, okay, but which one has the best paycheck? Which one is the most steady? Which would be the most secure? Which is the, and I'm like starting to look up these kinds of things. It was so bad. And I was always so freaked out. Like every single day I was living in so much fear. And then like stuff happened with my family and then we all decided, okay, we're going to start a business together. You get to be in charge of marketing. And then it was just like, whoa, hold on, what? Yes, dream job, like, score. Well, that's the funny thing. I was like, I've never done marketing in my life. What do I do? And I was just like, what? You're a marketing firm. What? 
So what was the next step for Riza? Oh my gosh. Well, that was just like... Shortest way to put it, that was a butt ton of studying at once. (laughs) In golf, any book you see. Oh my gosh. All the studying, trying to figure out exactly how things... Like, I I had a pretty good idea before about, like, what makes things look good. (laughs) What draws people in. Because uh, beforehand... Uh, my mom actually had my sister and I studying for like, you know, Hollywood, stuff like that, because we were considering going into a film industry together. So it's like, we both already had it in our minds, like, what do people like? And then it comes to this and it's like, okay, pivot. How can I take that knowledge and use that in a new way? And then it became into, okay, People like knowing about this kind of information. So I can do that for this company of my families. And then it just kind of like got the ball rolling. I'm like, hey, this is not too bad. I kind of like this. Why was I thinking about going to college? (laughs) I could have lost so much money. And time. Like, man, I, I was in that stage. Actually, I went through that is where I actually did settle. I thought the other way, like my photography skills were building up. Um, when I was working with Dylan, he's like, yeah, let, let's start up a website. Let's start up the business. And I, I wish, I mean, I'm thankful for my experiences, but I wish I said yes in that sense, because I was thinking that exact same thought process, paycheck, money, what's going to be the most. My friends are all scoring jobs. I'm just sitting here like after a stupid car accident, just like not doing anything. And I'm just like, I, I need to do something. And like, it's that, it's that thing where it's like, oh, you have those two paths. You hit that fork in the road. Which way do you want to go? Security or passion? And I made that great mistake of going on security. And I ended up working, doing a little bit of sales. Sales was fun. I enjoyed it. But then I went full corporate. I've never been so miserable, downbeat, stressed. It's like... Um, do you watch much Jordan Peterson at all? Mm, I can't say I do. If he's on YouTube, then I've seen him a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's on YouTube mostly and, and Instagram too. But um, I find that when you get into one of those corporate jobs, one, you want to climb this ridiculous ladder. And it's like, you have to play <clears throat> this whole social game, which is a nightmare. If you want it, like, like people like you and I, like we want to, we just want to get the work done. We want to make life easy. We don't want to just grind through something that's super hard, right? Like we want to just be like, hey, let's make it super simple, get it done. And just put all energy towards work corporate jobs you're putting like 90 percent into this social game and 10 percent mm-hmm. into the actual work because you gotta watch out someone's gonna stab your back and you gotta watch out what alliances do i make who do i hang out with and jordan peterson said this one thing it's your cortisol levels are spiked it's something that your body releases when you're stressed it's extremely unhealthy and what happens is, is your mind goes in this this state where you're thinking day to day so it's like imagine you're like thinking day to day and you want to think about the future well, you can't. It's theoretically, it's like you're being chased by a tiger and you're running away. You're not going to be thinking down the line being like, man, I should really start a coffee brand. Like, you're not going to be like, yeah, coffee <laughs> brand for sure. You're going to be like, dude, no, like, I need to get the hell out of here. This is going, this tiger is going to kill me. I need to stay alive. And that was my life every single day in a corporate job. I, I was miserable. So it's like to hear you actually make the right choice and say, no, I want to go this way rather than going down the security route. That's why I was just really happy to hear you agree that security doesn't exist. Because when COVID hit, I looked at this and I was like, 
this is the perfect time to jump. So I jumped and I left. Now, not to say that this journey is going to be any easier uh, for yourself, of course. What have been some of like the hardest moments you've encountered as an entrepreneur? I mean, I know it's not all roses and like, oh, I've made this one project and it took off and I'm rich. It's like, <laughs> no. wow, <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that nice, right? Like, what was it like for you? Oh my gosh, it's okay. It's still one heck of a journey. I'm not gonna say that it's it's oh like Reese, like you're in the clear now. Like none of us are in the clear. I okay? don't think the clear is gonna happen. Like, like <laughs> exactly. It's just how are you gonna be more prepared in the future than you are right now? That's <laughs> that's really what it is. But like so far, it's while it's been kind of fun. There's also been that that little bit of stress like okay well this is my paycheck now I need to make it work there is no other option it has to work so what am I going to do and then having that in the back of my mind every single day or like knowing okay if I don't hit this personal quota of like this amount of work or do this kind of project and launch this project then then Riza, you don't get to have those chocolate chip cookies next week. <laughs> like, you don't get to play Xbox. You don't get to blow up those orcs. No, it's not an option if you don't do this. So it's been very difficult. I'm just going to say that. it's. I think especially since going, you know, full, what's the phrase? Full ham, full turkey, some kind of full meats. <laughs> I like full turkey. <laughs> it's not so. I want full turkey in my business, man. That's not what I meant. Millionaire. <laughs> Done. Just like that, full turkey. We should make that a phrase now. I'll make that a phrase. Full turkey. Dude, I'm going full turkey. And it's like, what? I'm going full turkey. <laughs> I'm saying like With now. so much confidence, no one's going to question you. <laughs> Watch it take off now. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, so Sorry. like after going full turkey with this business. There it is. You heard it. Drop it in the <laughs> chat, full turkey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna put a trademark on that now. <laughs> there we go. Bronson, where you at, dude? <laughs> I need a trademark quickly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a six pack just for laughing. <laughs> there it is. Six pack challenge? Mm, complete. So you go you go full turkey in your business. What's next? Oh my gosh. Okay. So going full turkey in the business, it just made things so much more real, I guess I should be saying, because uh, before going full turkey, <laughs> it was just kind of like, wow, this is pretty cool. I have this thing. I made that, you know, it's just like thinking it or even before that it was the, the um, kind of like the vision phase where it's like, okay, this is what I want to do. I made a vision board for it. I wrote out like an entire notebook. What is going to be the layout of the future for this? That was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but it's all like in your head, you put it on paper and it's great. You're like, wow, this is mine. This is my thing. And then you go to the next stage, which is creating it, letting people. It, and that just made it a little bit more real, mm -hmm. but by it becoming more real, it's like, whoa, okay. I got to really pay attention to this. I, I, okay, more work, more work. How do I do this? What's the next step? And then the next phase was the clarity phase, I want to say, 
So it's like vision phase, the real phase, and then the clarity phase. Mm-hmm. Clarity phase is when it's like, okay, yes, it's real. You did it. You have the vision. You have it all set out. You know what this is. You know it inside out. Now, how do you get from point A to point B? And so it's just been step after step after step after step. And now it's like build, 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 continue to grow, 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 let people know. And so that way you are here to help them grow and then just keep that cycle going. And then as soon as that cycle starts going, then it's just like, okay, this is what you're here for. This is what you're doing. And that just like knowing what the impact is, like coming back to that, coming back to the impact, like knowing what the impact is, it just makes it so much easier on the mind but on the body, it's like, okay, you got to have like this kind of sleep cycle. You got to have this much coffee. <laughs> you got to have everything set in place for the day and for the week, but also have these rest periods. Otherwise you are going to burn out and that's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. That is like completely spot on. Do you ever get a full eight hours rest? It sounds like a lot. Right. What what is like I mean for me, right? It's like okay, I want a full eight hours rest. Like in my corporate job <laughs> Me getting no. four hours was amazing. I was like four hours of sleep. Oh my god. Now it's like okay, I could kind of flex it. I'll probably like get like six six hours, like tops. Yeah. I'll max it, but it's like after that I'm just like any more? Like some people be like, Oh dude, I slept like till like twelve today. I'm like Oh man, I, I wish. What? <laughs> I, I wish I had that. Oh yeah, some people are saying write an article on keeping clever and make it official for full turkey. <laughs> <laughs> How to go full turkey, Riza Canarek. <laughs> oh, okay, Robert asks. This. <laughs> Robert asks, "How many cups of coffee equals a full night of sleep?" I think he's trying to say like, how many cups of coffee would equal like a sleep, like. Can you, like, you have no sleep, but how many cups of coffee would it take for you to operate like you did have a full night rest of sleep? Like, if I were to pull all nighter kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah. Two pots. Two pots. I like how you know that off the bat. You didn't even think about that. You're like, two pots, yeah. You just recalled a memory. You're like, this is it. Is it common for you? I, I operate on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, I think Riza is one of my only friends that's just like, I have some friends that drink coffee, but like, there's like the standard person who drinks coffee, you know, the coffee fanatic, the coffee lover. And then there's just Riza. It just goes like up and beyond. Like it's on the second, it's on the roof of my house. Like it's, you can't touch it. And I was like, when I was first getting to know her, I was like, man, this girl really likes coffee. I'm like, I'm seeing your Instagram posts and stuff like that. Or it's like, she's like, there's always like coffee or something coffee colored. And then as I get to talk to her, I'm, like, realizing she'll be like, yeah, and then I did this. And then, I'm like, what are you drinking? She's like, oh, coffee. I'm like, oh, it's like, what cup is that? She's like, number four or something. I'm like, dude, I have one cup of coffee. And my system just goes, like, I'm out. Like, I'm asleep. So, cop- so Riza is coffee. Like, Riza is, like, the number one coffee fanatic. What started that? I'm really curious. Like, what was that thing that just, like, got you? And you're just like, I am coffee now. If you read her articles too, you'll see it. It's all over the place. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw Patrick's comment. Reason coffee rackets. 
oh my gosh that's so funny okay but um to answer that question um that started so early like anyone who's from the east coast in the united states is probably familiar with dunkin donuts like that that's a huge thing over there so i spent all of my foundation years living in massachusetts you know just first in boston then went out towards the country and duncan was like right around the corner like you just my family my my mom my sister and i we would just take a walk in the middle of the week walk down to either mcdonald's or duncan come home that's our exercise for the day kind of thing mm-hmm. very normal that was the age where i discovered the coffee culotta <laughs> Oh man. Okay. It's it's like the best way I can describe it is like another more sugary version of a Tim Hortons ice cap. A more sugary version of an ice that is Are you sure you just like pure sugar? Hold on, how old were you first of all? This will tell a lot. Uh let's see, I moved there when I was three, I think. Three through six. Two through six two through six. Yeah. So you were like six years old? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Like a, a six-year-old can eat sugar, and they're like, "It's so good," and they just eat the whole <laughs> so thing. So good. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like you literally could put a steak in front of them, and be like, "Sugar, thanks." Yeah, I mean, pixie sticks. Come on, that that is colored oh, sugar. That was children's cocaine, if anything. It's like, <gasps> pick pick your thing. <laughs> I remember that, kids. Oh. See, this is where you you lucked out because you didn't go to high school or like the elementary school. I remember like the seventh grade. This is the end of elementary school. Some kids would bring it, and they would actually snort the sugar. They'd be like trying this to be cool. So painful. They try and be cool. They'd be like, uh, look at this dude. And they'd be like, they'd pour the pixie stuff out, and I'd be like looking like chubby me. I had like frosted tips and everything. I looked like a chipmunk. It was hilarious. Um, and I'm like <laughs> sitting there, like innocent child. Like, what is cocaine? Is that a type of Coca Cola? And I'm like, wow. And then there's literally just like this. T- seventh grade kid is just like lining it up he's like and just goes for it rails it and he's railing it he's like he's like trying to act all cool and tough and his eyes start watering and he starts crying because it's like his head's like burning he's like ow 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 and he's like crying he's like ow what's going on ow 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 and the teacher comes he's like what's going on i was like oh he snorted a pixie stick and the teacher's like what it's like why did you do it he's like oh it's and like He's like, I thought it'd be funny. He's like, I was like crying. And then he's like trying to put water up his nose. And that's <laughs> Pixie sticks have a special part in my heart and like stupid seventh grade kids. Because <laughs> like, I'll never forget that. But going back to it. So you have this coffee. You, you, you just down this as like a five or six year old. I know I'm trying to get back on track after telling you a story about a kid snorting a pixie stick. Dude, I, hold on i'm just gonna tangent <laughs> off of that really quick Ooh, i want to hear this i want to hear this you just reminded me so strongly of like the cinnamon challenge remember when that was big <laughs> i got a story after this one too let's let's hear it oh okay okay so first off when the cinnamon challenge started i remember thinking it was the dumbest thing for one specific reason i accidentally participated when I was five. Accidentally. Keywords. Accidentally. Okay. So. <laughs> You're translator at five years old. Holy crap. Well, it was like. Like the cinnamon challenge mixed with 
your classmate with the pixie sticks. Oh, God. Yeah, so, like, accidentally. Mm -hmm. Keyword here, guys. This was not on purpose. (laughs) But I'm not likely to forget it either. But, so, uh, I was helping my mom with baking. And, um... We weren't allowed to do a, a lot of the um, the bowl stuff because it's like we're kids, we're the messy ones. So she's doing the stirring. She tells us to get the stuff, and then um, she said, "Oh, Riza, we're out of cinnamon. Can you go into the cabinet and get some?" So I'm like, "Okay, I know what cinnamon smells like. I'm not sure what it looks like." Oh boy. So I went ahead and I went into a cabinet. I'm like, "Oh, here it is. Here's." I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not sure. So I hurried up, unscrewed it, and I stuck my nose in and smelled it. And oh my gosh, I have never felt pain like I did on that day. I thought I was going to die and go to heaven right there on the spot. (laughs) I was sneezing cinnamon for days. Oh my God. It just started like, that's it. You're done. You're knocked out. Oh no! Patrick said he did that with cayenne pepper. Ow! You guys are nuts. Okay, man, my story is not as bad. What's up, Vic? Good to see you. For me, it's like I was just really dumb. I did this cinnamon challenge, but like, like this stupid how old I was. I was like, how old? How long ago was this? Like, I think it was like the cinnamon challenge. Uh, let's see. I think I was like. 13. Let's see, how old am I right now? 10 years ago? 10 years ago? Yeah, I think that's right, actually. Whoa! Yes, we're old! <laughs> I, hit, I, hit, I hit the age of 22, for those of you who don't know the podcast. It was my birthday a few days ago, and I hit the age of 22. And, like, as soon as I turned 22, I was like, well, I'm old now. This is it. Old man status activated. Where's my cane? Yeah, well, anywho. That helps the rest of us who are no. <laughs> For me, for me, other people, not so much, but for me, it just feels like that. Okay. <laughs> not putting the hate for anyone older than, than 22. Respect. Um, I was a really dumb kid, and so, like, people put, like, tablespoons or teaspoons. My dumbass was like, hey, I better just get this giant cooking spoon and shove it in my fat mouth to show my friends how funny I am because I'm a funny guy. And so they're all like putting it there and they're just like, haha, this this is so funny. And I grab the freaking cooking spoon. I'm like, just stick it in there. I'm like, oh, guys, this is so funny. Obviously, it can't fit in my mouth because it's big. And I'm just like, just like Ha-ha-ha. and I just spill it back and it hit, cuts the back of my throat. <laughs> And I'm like, fake coughing is a joke. I'm like, uh, 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 it's getting me. And then I start coughing for real because my mouth dries up. It goes down my throat. And then my friends think I'm still choking. And I start coughing even louder. Like, oh my god, this is hilarious. He's just coughing as a joke. And then, for some reason, I had, you know, we had KFC earlier that day. I was just like, oh yeah, this is great. And then, uh, and just everything inside just came out and they thought I was joking the entire time until I puked and I'm just like 
down on the ground, like, oh, oh, oh. And they're like, oh, my God, he's not okay. He's not okay. Get Sean's mom. Get Sean's mom. And so, like, you imagine this lady who thinks we're playing video games comes downstairs and sees this small brown kid covered in puke on the floor with cinnamon everywhere. Because I coughed it up everywhere. Just comes down and she's like, what are you guys doing? I was like, uh, cinnamon I'm like trying to guzzle water down my throat. I think... Yeah, after that, no more challenges. No, no more challenges. So, you guys can you guys can live with that memory forever. So, yeah, from kids snorting pixie sticks, which I thank God I did to cinnamon challenges and puking. But like, yeah, you witnessed one. Actually, oh. did the other. But I think the snorting would have been better than the <laughs> the, the, the the wooden. Yeah, at least spoon it dissolves. Of cinnamon, man, that was the worst. But like. <laughs> going, going back on track from the stupid <laughs> trends we went through. It's funny how we talk. So far. We we talk about like the worst parts of like entrepreneurship and stuff. We go through to like snorting cinnamon sticks, cinnamon no snorting cinnamon sticks. God, don't do that. That would be so much worse. By the way, don't condone any of this. Don't try it. It's just pure oh. pain. For both reason and I, we're telling you, don't try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, we already broke our heads doing that for you. True. Tell you it's not good. We went through the pain the for you. hurts. Yep. <laughs> you, You're welcome. You, you could avoid it. We, we did it as, as young kids for you guys. But, like, <laughs> we talked about the worst parts. What about the best parts? I mean, there's got to be some great memories for you. Like, for me, I think it was, like, having that freedom of shooting photos, going out there, meeting amazing people, like-minded people, and then going to do the craziest things at the craziest times. Like, because I was like, oh, I can literally go out and do this car shoot in Whistler on a... For me, it was... We my first big shoot was with Porsche. I was charging twenty thirty dollars, yes. and then I went up to like five to eight hundred dollars. And then my mentor was like, "Hey, guess what? We actually have a shoot coming up. We're gonna get paid. We're actually gonna go all the way up to Whistler, which is like a beautiful area, and we have a private runway to ourselves, Ooh. an airport runway. And there are a bunch of Porsches and supercars, like cars that are like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars up to a million dollars that are coming up there." So this is about a two to three hour drive and we're driving in his car. It's a normal car. It's, a, it's kind of a decked out BMW. And then we also brought my BMW as well. And so we're kind of racing with these cars up there. Obviously we can't keep up, but like imagine just like the highway packed with all these like hundred, two hundred thousand million dollar cars. And I'm just hanging outside of my window, just shooting photos. I'm like, I'm getting paid for this. We drive all the way up to Whistler private runway we have our own truck i'm hanging out the back of my truck shooting photos of these cars and i was just like this is it like i've made it this is so nice and again i got to race my car down that runway so going like what was it like 200 kilometers was like good feeling good feeling it's on it's on a private runway so you have all that room but that that was like one of my highlights but what was it for you i mean running your own business being your own founder there's got to be some great memories in there yeah well I mean I gotta say like mine aren't nearly as big as that just yet I mean like I'm just gonna throw it out there getting on a track like that and just just going sounds like a lot of fun so one of these days we're gonna get everyone together we gotta do something mm-hmm. like that that'd be fun oh but, we, like, we will we will I, I actually have a plan for that for us so oh mm-hmm. nice okay <laughs> so that's going to be one yeah it will be one. We'll meet up in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. It will. But, like, right now, 
because uh, Keeping Clever was launched so recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the best highlights that I have is like actually seeing the kinds of impact that I'm already starting to make. Like just doing a couple of private coaching sessions with certain people because like uh, with the link that I put in for the branding, it's very exclusive. So like there, there's a process, like a vetting process, like, okay, how serious are you about doing this? Because you're not just going to be, you know, taking a, a, a recorded course. This is completely private. It's exclusive to you and your time and, and my time, because I'm the one who's, you know, doing the coaching. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like just, just doing that with a couple of people and then uh, doing it with actual clients, doing it with some friends, and then, you know, seeing how it's making an impact for them. And that's impacting me personally. Like, wow, okay, I, my information, like that came from me, not just one of the resources. It's helping them. Like, that is like the best feeling. It is so cool. And even just to like sit back and watch what, uh, watch them use what they what eh. watch them use what Mm -hmm. I taught them that is so fun it's really really cool but I guess besides that before starting keeping clever like working with my family business highlight my entire highlight would probably be taking my car on a a 13 hour road trip to visit my grandma like I remember seeing that story. That's the, that was like a really fun adventure you took your Instagram followers on. That was the best. Like I would not be able to do that if I didn't have all this work with my family and then also doing keeping clever. Like that wouldn't have been an option. And she lives so far away. I mean, like it's not like I get to see her all the time. <laughs> How long was the drive again? 13 hours. So 13 hour. Did you do it like all in one chunk or how did that trip go? Oh yeah. I mean, I love driving. Like that, that's like my thing. Like I, I absolutely love it. I will get in my car and sometimes with my sister, if we just want to hang out and not be interrupted by anybody, just get in the car, just go. Oh, Doesn't matter where we're going. Just wandering. I did the same thing with my sister, actually. She'd be like, yeah, I'm tired. And I'll be, I'll be like, want to go for a ride? And she's like, yeah, let's go. And we'll just go, like, go drive by the airport and stuff, like hang out. It's, it's driving is therapeutic in its own way. Oh, definitely. And then we actually also, um, for anyone who has Spotify, I totally recommend this. Just like making a playlist of music of songs that you like and, you know, your sibling likes and just like have that one going. Like I'm, mine is set called A&R. So it's like our mix. Anytime we're in the car together, that's the one that's playing. It runs for like 10 hours or something. <laughs> that's where it's at. Music, music and drives. Best, best therapy. Like it'll be like 4 a.m. I'm like, I can't sleep. Text Dylan. I'm like, Dylan, let's go for a drive. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> like, we're off, you know? And that's oh, that's what I love is that you have that that freedom. It, mm-hmm. it, it comes at a cost for sure. Like, obviously, like we talked about earlier, like there is a lot on the line for us when we're doing our own thing, when we're, when we're deciding to go all in. Like, it's not all butterflies and rainbows, as much as it may seem. There's mm-hmm. a lot of hardship for that small chunk of Prosper, but that small chunk of Prosper overwhelms all of the hardship we go through at the end of the day. It's the people we impact, like you said. Like, for example, like, your coaching helped me. I remember I just asked Riza one day, this is before she built her course out. I was like, hey, like, can I get your help? She's like, yeah, of course, like, sure, let me help you out. 
And she gets in a call, and I'm like, okay, maybe she'll help me with one or two things. This would be really cool. And then she just goes off. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, hey, stop for a second. Like, can I take some notes on this? She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, like, I'm taking notes of what you're saying. Like, slow down. And I started noting all these things down. And, like, not only was it a breakthrough of how can I start, like, it did, like, three three main things it did for me. Number one, it changed my entire thought process on social media. Like, how I viewed social media, how I would interact with my viewers, how I would do my work, how I would be as an individual, completely changed. Like, my mindset, boom, completely changed, like, forever, in a good way, too. Number two, it instilled confidence in how I how I present my content and how I interact with you guys as well. Like, my social media completely changed. And number three... It's inspired me to do so much more with social media. That's I think that's the biggest thing is it's inspiring because you get to see yourself grow with the process. And so as I watched you give me this information, I was just like, this is insane. Like for for your clients who have already had the coaching with you, like I can already see some of the change in some of them. But it's like now with me too, I'm just like, okay, like this is insane. Like people need to know about your branding, about your coaching, about your skills, about the impact you make. And it's just like if you do get one-on-one time with Riza, by the way, guys, just saying, it will... Riza always over-delivers. I know she won't say that. She will not say that, by the way. Of course, she's too humble. But, like, she will always over-deliver, like, for every single thing. So, yeah, I- I've saw- I've seen that with you, and you've absolutely killed it with your marketing side of things. It's It's been an incredible journey to just absolutely watch you grow and get there. So, for you and your side of things, what makes a great marketer and, like, a great leader? marketer and a leader i think those two Ooh, go well, i mean it kind of yeah it kind of is the same thing isn't it it does oh that's a good perspective i never actually really thought of that too much but okay so <clears throat> oh excuse me well for a great marketer like in my own experience because a lot of what i've picked up it's it started out through observation and then picking up, okay, what is it that the people like? You know, thinking not so much about just yourself, your brand, your company, but also thinking, what is it that the people want? What do they actually need? And then kind of going in and putting that bridge together. Like you as the marketer are the one who is building that bridge. So like because for you, it would be kind of like, okay, what I have is this awesome photography. What is it that a lot of the people want? They want to see something that's really cool, something that's beautiful, something that they don't see every day, something that makes them stop and stare for a little bit. If they stop and stare for a little bit on Instagram, you get that double tap. On Facebook, you get the like. And then if you capture them, them enough, then they're going to click to your information. They're going to go to your link. They're going to learn a little bit more about you. And that's what we want. So we're building that bridge. And then just considering, uh, this is what I think is a great marketer, is a person who knows exactly what it is inside and out, considers the people, and then they have this instant connection like, okay, this is what they want. This is what we have. Here's how to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And it could be in so many different ways. That's the cool thing about marketing. It's like, you are a thought leader. You are the one who gets to 
come up with all these new, unique, brilliant, clever, beautiful ideas, and you get to present it to all these people. And then if you're doing it correctly, then you are successfully building that bridge. And that, I don't know, just like whenever I see it done, I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> like, like that's what yes. I made, yes. <laughs> I agree, I, I agree. I had that same feeling when I made that story today. I was just like sitting there, I was like, this is kind of terrifying, but this is kind of fun. Isn't it? It's like it's like a weird adrenaline rush because you're like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but if it does, holy crap! Like it's gonna be so much fun, and it was just fun to create. And I think I love how you you mentioned bridging the gap between the two. I think that's a really important part that a lot of marketers miss. Like they don't talk to their audience or they don't think about their audience. They think about what's gonna get me there versus like mm-hmm. what's gonna appeal to my audience and help them get to their goals with my skill. Right. Essentially. And like for you, I mean, what makes a great thought leader, what makes a good marketer, but what made you stand out from your market? Because I realized you've, you've been standing out quite a bit from other marketers. What you do is a little bit different. You have your own unique style. What made you add that little flair to yours? Well, that's, a, that's actually a really funny question because I didn't really notice that it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I'm done. It's it's here. Yeah, uh, like I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but like honest to goodness, like it wasn't until people started like telling me like, "Hey, this is really cool," or "How did you do this?" and it was becoming very, very common and frequent. Like I'm getting it at least once a day. That's when I was like, "Oh, is it just me?" <laughs> you know? So I was like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> so I I don't know. I mean, like that's that. That's specifically one of the things that I put into the course because like the way that it works and and it's like, these are my own personal secrets and I told you some of them already, but it's like, you have to know your stuff inside and out, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first part of the bridge. The second part is knowing your audience and then being able to connect. How do you do this for them? How do you get, you have to them, but by knowing your stuff inside and out that that is also knowing yourself inside and out because it's, it is an extension of you, your brand, your company, whoever it is that you work for, it is now an extension of you. So like, even if you're still working with a company, I mean, that's something that you would say to someone, like if they ask you a question in your introduction, so what is it that you do? oh, I do this and this for this company. Yeah, okay, that's cool. You wouldn't just say, I do this blank. Mm -hmm. They're going to ask you, okay, do you do that for yourself? Do you do it for a company? Who do you do it with? It becomes a part of you no matter where it is. So like if you're selling a product for Mary Kay, for instance, you are one of you are one of the uh, consultants, salespeople for Mary Kay. But how can you present it in a different way instead of just putting out the products? How can you do it in a way that is you? Like a great example is this, this young mom that I know. She, she sells makeup, okay? It's not Mary Kay, but it's like she, she sells makeup. And the cool thing is what I particularly like particularly like about what she posts is 
instead of just putting out the products every single day saying, oh yeah, we got sales, sales, sales. What she does, <laughs> what she does is sometimes she shows herself putting it on, but she's also a stay-at-home mom. So she's like taking care of her family. She's like uh, setting up some stuff for her husband before he goes to work. But then she's also in her stories. She's saying like, oh yeah. And I prettied myself up with this because today is a special day. It's date night. You know, it's like we are getting to live with her we're seeing what she does in her daily life we're getting to know her personal personality a lot better and by knowing her i would prefer to buy from her than any other page even the the actual page mm -hmm. because i love learning from her you and know also, it's stuff it's like relatable that. too isn't it oh definitely especially for all of us girls who are you know it's like oh it's day night i want to have a nice new color <laughs> so, you want to change it up, right? Because you're like, you have like a million things going in your head. You got so many things you need to do. And the last thing you want to do is look at your makeup and be like, oh my God, I got to put effort into this. No, like you kind of just want to <laughs> relax, right? You don't want to go and do it. Now, obviously oh I'm, not, I'm not speaking from experience because I've never, <laughs> I, my hardest decision is like, do I shave my face or not? I'm like, I'm too lazy. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> For guys, we have it easy. We literally just get up and we're just like, ready to go. Like, it's super easy. Girls, it's just like, I got so much to do, right? So I guess, and it also, and I guess to see someone doll themselves up at home, because it's not common for you to put up makeup and get all dressed up at home for nothing. Because mm -mm. it's a lot of effort. It's a, uh, it's a lot of effort, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, this right here, this is probably the, like, this is going to sound so weird. I put on makeup this morning mm -hmm. instead of like just before this and it felt so good. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going out again. <laughs> I'm all dolled up once more. It's empowering. You feel, I feel good. I feel feminine and pretty. <laughs> it's like, And then the rest of the day, so productive just because of that. Yep. yep. <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, I look good. You catch a glance at yourself in the mirror, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I see it. <laughs> your phone, your phone screen goes dark. You're like, damn, okay, okay. For me, for guys, it's like, how much of a caveman do I look like? And it's like an accomplishment for men. It's like <laughs> you walk past, you're like, yo, dude, look at my hair, and it's like, <laughs> like I got up and I was just like, my hair was just like. Because I, I told Riza earlier, but I naturally have an afro. Like, my hair, um, if you see old photos, it goes out and it goes like... And it goes like ringlets. Like, you can see it's going like that right now. Like it's all, like, bushy. Like, for a guy, it's like, whatever. Like, I don't care. I just throw in a shirt. I just go the caveman look. We feel good. But it's like, for us, it's just super chill. We're like, Meh. I look great. Oh, my God. I look like a caveman. This is why I, like... The, the plus of COVID is, like, people growing up facial hairs and just, like, how much of a caveman can it look like? Versus for girls, it's, like, a totally different thing. But, yeah, no, I, I could see, like, why it's super relatable. It's same with guys. It's like, if I'm buying a beard product, we're like, dude, he looks like such a caveman. I'm buying that. There they go. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Let's, I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite drink? Like, just in general, overall, what's your favorite? It could even be like a soda too. Why'd you do this to me? I'm in deep thought now. I'm going to go with alcohol and I'm going to say mm -hmm. gin. Gin. Okay. Do you have a specific brand that you just 
some reason, you just tend to go to it. Bombay Sapphire. Very specific. Okay. What is one commercial or advertisement, Facebook post, or anything that you could just think of off the top of your head? None, actually. But I can tell oh. you. But here, but it was an experience that got me. Okay. It was an experience that got me. Now, oh, but first I want to go for this question that Victoria put in the chat. Um, who is your favorite thought leader? Or who are some of your favorite thought leaders? For you, Risa. Favorite thought leaders. Uh, okay. One of mine is, like, one of the top ones is going to be Natalie Ellis. She is the co-founder and CEO of Boss Babe. So, like, you see all these quotes across, like, Instagram and stuff like that. Yep. But my reasoning for her is because uh, she kind of came from a similar similar background, kind of like how we were talking about, like, security and stuff like that and, th like, thought processes and everyone saying you should be doing this or, like, this is the secure way to go. And she was like, okay, but, like, when I'm in it, I can't do this. It's not authentic to myself. Like authenticity is like one of the key things with her. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. And so like, she is always, always, always talking to people about how can you be your authentic self, present your authentic self and do it in a way that is like graceful and in a way that it's like, you're not being a jerk, but it's like, you're being honest yep. because like she, she was saying for herself, like, she swears a lot, okay? She's got a total sailor mouth, but, like, how can she swear? I like her already. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, how can you swear in a way where it's, like, you're not just, like, throwing the F-bomb at all these people all the time, yeah. but it's, like, you can use it behind your passion in a way that makes them understand, you know? It's, it's very similar to that, so I think she's probably, like, top of the list for me. What about you? I think for me, it's Jordan Peterson through and through. I love that guy, like, so much. He's, like, I don't fanboy over much people. I really don't. But Jordan Peterson is that one person I will fanboy over. It's just such yeah, a, I mean, like, like... you were fanboying before this even started. I know, like, we're talking <laughs> about this, and I, like, just has such a special place in my heart. His, like, <laughs> his laws, his rules, his no-bullshit attitude... He's a little bit on the right wing, but that's okay. But he's just he's just so upfront. He's so passionate too. Like this one thing he he was talking about his uh his book that was coming out and he told this this really really touching story about like you know, oftentimes like we look we look at life where it's there there can be so much dread. There could be so much bad that's going on you could be having the worst time of your life like his health was going down his his daughter was doing horrible she had an autoimmune uh, system that was going down the drain it was it was attacking her and that's a really painful thing to go through and, and life was just looking really really bleak for him things were going downhill and he he took his his dog for a walk and you know he takes his dog for a walk every evening just to wind down and you know enjoy his moment despite that he's living in this this chaotic hell where something just absolutely tore him to shreds and his dog decides to you know just casually go every day and every day they see this nice little ginger cat they, they call him i think it's like nookie or something a little little cute cat and um 
this cat, they always see it. So they're walking home one day, and then the cat just just sits there with the dog, and they kind of boop noses, and they kind of sniff each other. They're kind of just, like, playing around. It's really cute, and he catches himself in this moment, like, despite the pure chaos, despite the hell, despite the agony, despite the pain, everything that's going on, there's this one window of light that he's going through, and everything he's going through, he kind of looks at that one moment and just looks and says, despite that there's hell going on, despite everything, it's those tiny pockets of joy you have to learn to live with as as a goal. Because some people just want pure, permanent joy. They don't they don't see that you're going to have to go through those moments. Like, I mean, if you look at it like from a Buddhist perspective, life is suffering. And when he went in and talked about, like, yeah, life is suffering, and I kind of do agree with that, but there's those moments that make it worth living. And it's something as small, it can be something as small as a moment as watching your dog play with a cat and boop noses for two minutes to get you out of that hell. Or it could be something as simple as going for a walk in a forest. It's just looking forward to those moments and living for them. And when he said that, I, like, teared up because, like, I was just like, oh, my God, when I heard that because I was paralyzed at that time. I was just like, I was like, damn, this is so good. Like, and after that, I just dove into his content and just loved what he did. So for me, Jordan Peterson will always have a special place in my heart. And that's the goal. He's going to be one of my guests in the podcast soon. One day, I will get him there. But uh, yeah, for sure, I would say that. And also, Bobby, yes, I've tried Hendrix Gin, but Hendrix Gin, it's, it's good. It's more high shelf for sure, but I do like the Bombay Sapphire. But but going back to that, um, you asked me specifically why the Bombay Sapphire. Now, I haven't seen any ads for it, but for me, it was an experience. It was at a party with all of my friends. There was a, a large group of us, and I was 19 at the time, and I was just kind of just going through smearing off ices like crazy. Like, I was known for that. And I didn't, <laughs> it was such a, as they called it, the white girl drink. <laughs> and I, I would just like slam those and it was it was okay and then my friend Paul comes up he's like try this out and I love Paul that's a really good friend of mine he's like try this out and I'm about like seven in at that point I am I'm at this perfect level of like drunk you hit that perfect level of drunk where you're just like relaxed everything's calm and you're just loose enough to not say something stupid but stupid enough that your friends will just be like how oh, that's funny so we're sitting there, the party's died down, we're at this beautiful cabin in the middle of nowhere in Ruby Lake, and there's a dock down there, and I still remember this, it's still hazy, but it's like, you see the outline of the mountains in front of you, the lake, and you see the sunset behind it, so all you see is this outline of mountains, and me and Paul are just sitting there, having a great conversation. That's cool. Every time I see that sapphire blue bottle, I think of that. Yeah. And like coming back to like what I was thinking with the advertisements, that's that's really what everything is. Whenever you're marketing whatever it is, no matter what product, what service, what person, what brand, it's all you are selling a feeling. And the branding, the brand itself is like a feeling it's an experience just like you experienced mm-hmm. with with the sapphire it's like okay the best the best example i could ever think of is with coca-cola because coca-cola is if you think about it 
it's it's very much associated with the feelings of home. It has a very familial kind of feel. It's very warm. That's really true. And you can see that in a lot of their advertisements. They they're very classic, traditional. And then you can you can compare it to Pepsi. Pepsi, it's like it's it's got a little bit more edge. It's kind of hip, I guess you could say. The party um, vibe. Yeah, it's more of the party vibe. Like you could see that at like a club or a bar, or you could even see it at like college parties and stuff like that. Whereas with Coke, that is going to be at like family dinners, um, game nights at home, stuff like that. Imagine if you had both of those companies swap. They're keeping their product, but their ad, their advertisements completely change. Their branding changes. It's not the same. It's very specific to what they are, what they stand for. And throughout all of these years, these two, they're being very authentic to their own branding. And that's, that is the very key thing to me about like very good marketing, branding, and in a way being a thought leader, because by being authentic, you're being, you know, one of the best you're sharing every with everyone. This is who we are. This is what we do. And it's going to stay this way because it's us. What happens to people who aren't authentic? Like I've seen some companies go downhill and they kind of show the true colors. Like from your experiences, what have you seen when companies or, or individual brands are not authentic? Okay. So like if someone's not authentic, something, something can happen. I call it, this is my own person. I don't know if this is an actual thing. I call it robot syndrome. <laughs> because, you know, like the movie iRobot, everything looks exact same. It's like, it just pops out of a mold. There's another, another one and another one. And they're just push, pumping, pushing out the same exact content. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, it's like, okay. But I mean, like I saw this from like 10 other people. What makes you special? you know but I mean kind of on the flip side like you were saying if someone's being authentic but it can go downhill the reason why that could happen is because they're you know being jerks about it <laughs> like that's not what you're supposed to do yeah yeah like okay just baseline it just completely baseline you should not be a jerk period <laughs> never insult your audience unless you're, you're a just, comedian yeah, just don't. <laughs> Never ends well. Oh. Yeah, I'd say that's a good baseline. Making sure you never ever like in yeah, aha moment. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. It just never works. So I mean, <laughs> like God, I've seen people do that. They're like, man, my audience is like I've seen streamers do that actually. They're like, Yeah, like, man, chat, you guys are so stupid and then like, oh, this one streamer, she went famous for this, but then her whole podcast went to crap she started to insult her audience about why they weren't giving why they wouldn't donate money to her like she's blatantly she's like you guys are useless i gave you guys all this content and you guys don't donate to me and like i watched the clip and i was just like and she already had a loyal base like she's already making four or five thousand dollars a month from her following That's base so good. and then she's like i you guys are useless blah blah and they all like i think like 90 percent of them just like gone now she like disappeared 
this is why you don't be a jerk. <laughs> there you go. Like, case in point, literally. And so, like, you know, everyone always wonders, like, Coca-Cola is, like, such a memorable brand. Pepsi is a memorable <laughs> brand, right? Like, how do you find your own path, right? Like, how did you find your path, first of all? And how could someone find their own path when it comes to this? Like, with their own company? Or... With their own, like, I guess branding or even their own for example like keeping clever was let's i assume is a process it's something that's consistently growing right it's not Mm -hmm. just like this is it this is keeping clever forever it's like no no no. it's gonna keep growing how does someone find that one journey where they could start to compound for themselves okay so i guess Taking my own experiences into account and then also some other people's experiences that I've seen, um, the best way I can put it is to actually take some time to consider what is it that I'm always excited to do? What is it that I absolutely love? And then also think like, okay, so two things here. First thing, think biggest goal possible. Like if I could do anything in the world tomorrow, like anything at all, what would it be? Like if this were my everyday job starting tomorrow, what would I be super happy doing? Like some people, they want something that's a lot more relaxed, calm down or something like that. Others dreaming like millionaires multi multi billionaires even so it's that's that's the first one just what is it biggest dream possible what would it be second thing is look at the last three weeks what is the thing most excited to do what is it that you spent your time enjoying the most okay now you have that in mind how can you use that and actually turn it into something that makes you an income. Is it similar? Does it line up with the other thing? Was the other thing like a really just a completely radical vision or is it something that you want to take this thing and just build up into that? So like, for example, this is someone I actually know. Um, She couldn't really think too much about the the biggest vision like what would that be I have no idea I I don't know what I want to do I'm not really sure I have a couple of things in mind but I don't think I really want to get into corporate life I'm pretty happy at a more calm kind of you know a baseline but what is it that I like doing like my my life is just so busy so hectic so crazy and then we started talking and the thing that she really like doing for the past two and three weeks is journaling like she really enjoys journaling she loves to read she reads so much and she's great whenever it comes to like the really really articulate and uh these are the books that really make you think they're not just like complete fluff books either it's not like it's not even like those super fun kind of like young adult novels it's like books that really make you think And so for her, it turned into, okay, well, I'm pretty happy where I am, but I want to do something else. And this other thing, it could potentially make me an income. I would be happy with that. So how can I take this journaling and this reading thing and do that? 
oh, how about this? What if I started a blog? What if I gained a little bit of a following and then I could start putting out like eBooks? I could get an income from eBooks and then I could start having these fun trips, do some more things with my friends. So it just kind of like built up from there. And now it's like, okay, this is something I'm actually excited to do. And this is something that I can, I can do. I could reasonably start doing it and just build on it from there. And who knows, maybe after she starts making some eBooks, maybe she'll get a little bit more traction. Maybe she'll see that she, she loves this more than expected. And she might start writing actual bigger books and have them in stores and stuff like that. But it all starts with, what is something I actually enjoy doing? What do I look forward to? How can I make an income from it? That makes sense. So it's just like really coming down to the core basics of like finding out who you are and what you want. If you can't figure out those, then how could you have the vision, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of those key things. Now, I lo- I'd love to know this too, is that when we when we find out that core, we find out that basic, what separates you from the rest? What makes good branding? Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, you can have the vision, you can have the items, but it's like, like, it's like, it's almost like you're just playing a game where it's like, hey, there's a, there's an ocean full of people. You can mm. dive in there, or I can give you this giant golden coat, this giant golden, like, scuba diving suit, and everyone can see you, and we'll call that good branding, right? It's like you're actually visible, or I'll give mm-hmm. you this blue suit where you blend in, right? So how does, like, good branding set you apart from that i would say that the best way that good branding i mean we were kind of talking about this earlier and i'm just gonna like reiterate it it a little bit good branding is being authentic so that way it's like okay this is someone who i constantly want to come back to this is this is a brand i want to see more from i want to actually like search it out because i like what's in there And that comes from being authentic, relatable, and actually putting out quality work. Like, do not settle for less. Like, define quality work. Okay. First things first. Um, Let's say that you're putting together something from Canva, like you're putting together a graphic, and then one of the things you have to pay for it. So it has like watermarks on it. Mm-hmm. Do not take a screenshot of it. Like don't go the cheap way and take a screenshot of it and post the screenshot because everyone sees the watermark. That is not quality. Oh. We can tell that you cheaped out. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Either find something else or just pay for it. It's like, I'm just going to like throw stuff like that out there. That, that, that would be considered low quality. I mean, even if, okay, say that you don't even want to do this kind of stuff, uh, graphic isn't up your alley, um, find someone who is, you know? Find, find someone who you can work together with, maybe hire a virtual assistant who's, you know, very skilled in this kind of thing. Work together, find good partnerships and, this is just another route to create that good good quality content because like whenever it's very low con- low i was about to say low content 
<laughs> whenever it's low quality, what happens is the audience can feel that you're not putting in effort. And they can feel like, oh, okay, like, I guess they don't really care too much anymore or something. Thing like, okay. Low trickle if you're content. putting, thank you. <laughs> I love that, Robert. That's gonna stick around forever now. It's set. <laughs> it's it's set for life. Yeah, you gotta go full turkey with your. Go full turkey. I I'm actually gonna get an emoji. I I can actually get that for my chat now. So I'll get like a thing that says full turkey. I'll have like a little turkey. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> it'll, it'll be an email for my channel now. I was looking for one. Now we got it. <laughs> low turkey full turkey <laughs> there it is oh my gosh but yeah i i mean okay something that could come uh come off as like low turkey com content i'm getting so tongue-tied now <laughs> is um like home videos like this is one where it's like it can go one way or the other but my own personal opinion that is actually very, very good content. It's extremely good content. So like, for example, because you've done it with us, like your friends, and then um, I've done it with you guys sometimes with my dogs, like just like out of the blue being like, oh, hey guys, like, I just wanted to share this with you. I'm just so happy. Like, look, look how cute they are. Click, send you guys a picture. Yeah. That is that would be considered being very authentic or like that one time that you had to film a video and, and your tripod just fell over and we can only hear you laughing in the background. That was, that was so frustrating, but funny. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. Like I laughed because you laughed and that is you being extremely authentic and real and entertaining. Mm. That makes a viewer like me want to come back anytime that you would put out content like oh hey he does really great stuff I wonder what he did today I'm gonna check that out you know I'm actually gonna take time out of my day to see what you do so that's that's pretty baseline that's full turkey of what I think that's, that's full turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like full fully authentic because you're you're speaking with a human being you're not speaking with someone who's scripted because you speak with someone who's mm -hmm. scripted you're just like ew like no I'm not talking to you like your guard goes up, right? Just like, what are you doing? I can't read you. I can't relate to you. And then mm -hmm. you're trying to read them because that's what humans do. We, we want to read people. And yeah. that's for sure. Like, because otherwise you're just, you're stuck in that limbo almost. It's a weird, weird feeling. Now, there's one thing that I love with your marketing and sometimes you bring it in, but mostly you just send it to us in our chats. Your dogs. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, Holy crap, Riza has some of the cutest dogs I've ever seen. Now, this is just a bonus section. Now, for those of you who are maybe listening to the audio, I'm sorry. You're, you're just going to have to just visualize this. But the dogs are so damn cute. Or you can go check it on Twitch. Check out the VOD. You'll be able to see it. But before we get to the dogs, there was one question. Riza, is there a difference between something you like to do and something you... Sorry, let me read that. Riza, is there a difference between something you like to do and like to do for a living i'm guessing what robert's trying to ask here is there something that you want to do it. versus something for a living yeah so okay um that that's a great question first off i'm just gonna use an example so 
I really hope you like video games because this is going to come into play now. <laughs> okay, so uh, something that I really, really like to do is play Xbox. Okay, might not be great at it, but I absolutely love it. It's so much fun. It does kill a lot of time, but I mean, I thrive play Xbox. But then also at the end of the day, it's like, I, I don't feel like I could sit on my couch all day doing that, you know? It, it's not, and it also comes into making an impact. Do you want to settle for only impacting your own life or to make an impact for other lives? Okay, so maybe this is something you could do for a living. Maybe you could find a way to take your gaming in, into play and maybe you can turn that into something that you can do for a living. It's not impossible. So just deciding like, is this something that I never want to stop? It's just so hard for me to just turn off that controller, turn off the console and just stop for the day. Can I do this for eight hours every single day? Can I be in the world of gaming and all these other kinds of creations every single day? If the answer is yes, then yeah, you, you can take the steps and like move on and, and take that into something you can do for a living. But if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I can only play it for like three hours tops in a day. And then it's like, my eyes are just like, feel crossed and I just I gotta go for a walk I need to be outside something I can't be here anymore then that's just something you like to do and that's that's like your end of the day goal like oh man if I get everything done I get to play xbox that that's really how I would just decipher if it's something that I just like to do or something to do for a living I hope that makes sense I think that's that's Um, that's spot on I think that's like that's exactly it it's like do I want to spend my time driving? Like, I could be a, a truck driver, right? Like, I love driving, but it's like, no, it's like a treat. It's in moderation that you love it. Such a solid point, the difference between, yeah, Bronson, exactly, like, spot on. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, who's ready to see the dogs? Let me know in the chat. Chat, you guys ready to see the dogs? I mean, I am. I got a sneak peek at them, and... Did I melt? Yeah. Am I going to melt again? Yeah, they have freaking rib. <laughs> they have like bandanas on their necks. Like it's adorable. Oh my god, they're like the, the <laughs> cutest little dogs ever. Hold on. Oh, I'm gonna stop my screen share for a second because I gotta pull up that. Um, so I'm gonna do this. But you guys will hear our audio. Now I'm actually just kind of curious. Has anyone seen or read the Sherlock's? Sherlock Holmes books or the Sherlock BBC or anything like that. That's a good one. Am I the only one? I think you might be the only one. Oh my gosh. Patrick has Robert. Okay, BBC Cumberbatch. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's ready to see the dogs too. Yes, they are classics. Okay, good. Oh, I was worried I'd be alone here. Watch me okay. be the only one. I'm like, I haven't seen them. Okay. So, my dogs. Okay, here we go. Oh my goodness. 
they're named after the Sherlock Holmes characters from the books, like starting off from the books. This is Sherlock. Oh my gosh, <laughs> The little folds on its neck. My god. Such a cute dog. So for those of you who are listening, it's just this tired looking little puppy with his paw under his chin. These long little caramel ears just sitting there. <laughs> so who is this again, sorry? This one is Sherlock. He's my boy. Um, yeah. Fun fact for this picture, those paws, they were the biggest paws on a puppy. Let's just say that. It could fit inside my hand, and he only grew into them when he was a full-grown dog. Oh my god. So he's just like this tiny puppy just like flopping around. Gigantic paws. That is so cute and when did you get him uh six years ago his birthday was actually just a little bit after yours oh. or before yours yes you sent the photo he's like laying down and it's an upside down photo of him yes thank you I <laughs> melted. Ears I... Are up. my god that dog just had my heart i was just like the little bandana the, the little smile he had i was just like i'm gonna buy a dog soon this isn't good <laughs> No, it's a very good thing. This dog needs your love. Careful. <laughs> very careful. I am, like, that close to getting a dog. It's bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That little chubby ar- like arms. It's little chubby feet. <laughs> it's so cute. Same dog? Same dog. This was from the day that we were taking him home. Oh, my goodness. For those of you who can't see it, it's in the back of a vehicle. A little doggy blanket. Just taking a little nap. He's small little legs, giant paws, huge droopy ears, and he's just sitting there having a little nap in the back. By the way, this is my super soft side for dogs. This is Watson. You're putting a crown on Watson. Oh my god. Tell us about Watson. That that's his birthday. First off. This picture's from his birthday. Uh we overestimated the size of his head, I think. That didn't fit until we put his ears over the top and had them hanging out the sides while it was holding it in place. But Watson is our oldest. He's, I'm actually very, very happy with his health right now. Um, He is very far surpassed uh, the Basset Hound lifespan. Like the, the average is like 12. He's about to turn 15. Wow. Oh, no, wait, he's turning 16, excuse me. That's amazing. Yeah, and I couldn't find a good picture for right now, but, like, this boy, he is so tough. He actually has, like, a huge chunk out of the bottom of his ear that was taken out from a fight. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. It, yeah. It's a tough dog. Yeah, and then you keep imagining, like, he meets all these other dogs, and he's like, yeah, you should see the other guy. (laughs) And this one was today, wasn't it? This is from today. This one's Mycroft, the little brother of Sherlock. Oh my gosh, his little face, so cute. 
I am so glad you sent me these because I was just like, yeah, I'd love to see dog photos as we end this, and they are so cute. Like this one gets me. It's like a little sausage. It's adorable. Just get yourself a puppy. You need him. I just spent like almost two grand on a computer. I need to be very careful. And I'm gonna. I don't want to drop. I know I'll... that that's the bad thing though is that I know when I get a dog. I won't hesitate to spend money on it. Like. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, it's like my kid. Sorry, I'm just... It likes that $2,000 bed for some reason. Done. <laughs> okay, because really quick. Mm -hmm. Just consider whenever you have a dog, they love experiences with you. That's the key thing. If you are working and you have this dog curled God, up next to you, too. Damn it. his chin resting on your leg... He's just happy that you're stroking the top of his head, rubbing his ear. That's all they want. Uh, careful. <laughs> I'm going to like, text you tomorrow and be like, I did it. Got a husky. Text <laughs> you back. Send pictures. <laughs> Picture didn't happen. <laughs> Picture didn't happen. Brock was like, he loves horses. I would never get a horse. Like, you will never, ever see me get a horse, dude. Ever. Like, Never. That's so long. Did you? I I heard on a podcast that horses literally, when they get mad at something, they like bite it. They'll just like bite it, bite it, bite it. He like bit up this car, and he got so mad. And for some reason, he's like, "Yeah, fuck this car. I'm gonna bite it." And he just like bit the crap out of this car, and then bit onto the car, and just created so much suction around its mouth that it became like bloated and stuck to the car. And a vet had to like deflate the horse to get it off. What on earth? Would a dog do what is that? this, like, super horse? I, apparently, horses just love doing that. And apparently, if you put, like... <laughs> you could trick a horse that they're dead. If you put, like, a blanket over their head, they just won't move. And it'll just lay what? there. Like, it, 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 it just thinks it's dead. It just, like, sits there. It's like... This is the end. And it, it'll just... <laughs> Just sit there and be like, yeah, whatever. And then until you take it off, it'll be like, oh, I'm alive. Oh, whoops. Okay, time to go back to life. Like, that's it. Oh that's why when I think of horses, I'm like, God, oh, they're so stupid. But then there's like some horse girl somewhere that's going to like message me like, you know what I think about you and your mustache? I'll be like, okay, I get it. Like, just leave me alone. Like, I don't care. Enjoy your horses. But in other words, it's like, girl. Don't have to worry. The cost is not going to take yeah. your horse. He's going to get a dog. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> staying away from your horse. Anyways, dealing with with horse horse ladies and people are a different story. That's I think that's for another podcast. Those those funny ass stories I have for that. One. They get, oh, oh my gosh. They they get absolutely insane. But can you believe it? It's been it's already been an hour and a half of us just chatting about this. Oh wow. Like, time just went like. Just like that. But that was, like, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that, Risa. Thank you for coming on. That was a lot of fun. I like this. Right? This is cool. I like what you have set up here with your podcast. This is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and for those you don't know, um, Risa does have her site. Her limited coaching is actually just available now. Um, do you have any upcoming projects or plans that you want to release? Or are we keeping that a little quiet for now? Okay, so some of the future ones are going to be a little bit more on the quiet side. But... Currently, I, it's only going to be heard here. I'm not going to be saying this anywhere else. Okay, so right now, I'm actually in the middle of creating two 
courses. The first one is, you know, the branding course. I'm actually breaking it down so that way it's even easier for someone who doesn't have time for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And that way they can just take all of my secrets and tools and do it themselves in their own time. The other thing, this is in progress. I haven't told anyone about it. Keeping clever, like the audience doesn't know about it. I'm also creating a course specifically for how a person can present themselves in their best way no matter if you're a girl or you're a guy, how can you present yourself with professional poise at all times? That is coming down the pipeline. Very, that's going to be soon. powerful. That's that's brand new. I didn't even know some of that. I might dive into it. Now, the link is below. <laughs> I think I think Patrick posted it, so thank you. You guys can check out the link over there, um, keepingclever.com. For those of you who are listening, www.keepingclever.com slash branding or just head over to keeping clever there's a lot of content there if you're quarantined you want some cool ideas you want some cool things to read there is so much powerful content there you guys definitely need to check out um final ending note as well if you guys want to support the stream uh there's a link below where you guys can actually contribute to the stream help us build up more of course the more audience the more viewers the more people we have the more we're gonna do um right now we're actually another announcement i'm actually building a set in my in my area, like my little studio. Uh, so for only some of my friends know this reason knows this Bronson knows this Bronson is actually helping me build this with ideas, but we're actually building a set. So if you guys want to contribute to that, if you guys want to contribute to the content, there's a link below, or you can even subscribe for free by hitting that subscribe button on your top right on Twitch. Um, you can subscribe monthly, or if you have Amazon prime, it's free. You just have to link your Amazon account and you will support, Hey, the content here. And I greatly appreciate you. Um, to my few subscribers right now, Ariana, um, Torin, Victoria's helped out as well, Tina, Josh, I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for supporting uh, the podcast, you guys mean so much to me, and thank you very much. Riza, any final words before we head out? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to say to everyone, thank you for coming, thank you for listening, this has been a lot of fun, and then carry on my wayward son <laughs> she has that reference <laughs> but carry continue carrying on present yourself as your authentic self and you are going to go places boom there we go i was gonna use the old saying that we used to say when we presented together and i was gonna be like remember you're only in competition <laughs> with you and i'm just like wait a <laughs> stop old habits <laughs> it's like, like, like wait a minute this isn't work this is fun um this is so much better I, right i'm just like there's no time limit i looked at the time like i i freaked out for a second because i was like oh my god now we're 30 and i was like wait a minute we could go for another hour but yeah i, I will say this again reza thank you so much for making the time i know you have one of the busiest schedules out there so you're making the time to come out here and, and share your knowledge share your experience which you've gathered through years to come here it means so much and thank you to all of you all of you guys in the chat so much for being here on the podcast i appreciate each and every one of you and i, I actually will say i will end it on this is remember your only competition with yourself every single day you know if you didn't do too well today Look at tomorrow, see how you can improve and see how you can, you know, have a little friendly conversation with yourself, see how you can constantly strive to become a better person because really what else do we have to do? And by doing that, by improving yourself, you can improve and be a role model for the people around you. And when they improve, you inspire the world.
So I'll end on that. Thank you, everyone, so much. And I will see you guys next week, 6 p.m. Pacific Center time here on Twitch.